Well, good morning, Hillside and Epiphany family. It's Pastor Eric with you this morning, just around 8 o'clock on Friday morning for, I think for most of us, you know, somewhere around the sixth or seventh day of sort of being socially distanced from everybody, which uh, if you're anything like me, it's just, it's just awkward to be in that position where the default is you stay at home at all costs unless otherwise necessary. Uh, and, uh, you know, it even feels socially distanced right now. I mean, I'm in basically an empty church building. If I was to go upstairs to my office, it would be an empty office. There's no staff. Everybody's uh, working from home remotely. Uh, Bruce and I are just kind of popping in here from time to time to, you know, share something from God's Word with you or, uh, you know, to share the secrets of Hillside like Bruce did the other night. But we're just we're just trying to do as much as we can in our socially distanced time to um, feel somewhat connected with you. And so uh, Bruce and I are going to be splitting up devotions every day. Uh, next week, we'll be doing something every single day for you guys. And uh, hopefully morning and evening is the way it will be. But uh, so today, um, in our time of much social distancing, I'm going to read for you just a, a short passage, uh, just a short passage from Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 through 3. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Short little little story, but gets right to the heart of Jesus and the socially distanced. We read, When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately, his leprosy was clean. Well, what can we learn about Jesus and the most socially distanced of the day back then, the leper? What can we learn about Jesus and how he deals with those who are sort of on the outs and alone and not all that well connected to the outside world? I think there's a few things we can learn. First of all, Jesus is the one who notices the unnoticeable. If you read in the passage before this in Matthew chapter 7, you know that Jesus is just getting done with his Sermon on the Mount, and we're told there are large crowds following him. Uh, this is really the beginning of his ministry just soaring, and people are flocking to him to hear what he has to say and to experience his healing and his gifts. And yet, in spite of all of the people around him, you have to picture hundreds of people just sort of surrounding him. Jesus, in the midst of that, takes time to notice the most unnoticeable leper. Jesus is the kind of God who, in spite of everything around him, goes after the one. He's interested in the leper. Reminds me of when I first arrived in New York City, I would, you know, walk the streets and of course homelessness is everywhere there. And one time as I was walking by, uh, somebody asked me for money, as is often the case, and I didn't have any money. But instead, I just decided to have a conversation with this man and I asked him his name. And after talking to him for a little bit, he said, you know what, man, I don't, I, I don't mind that you didn't have money for me. You made my day because you were the first person and I don't know how long to just ask my name. Jesus is the one who notices the unnoticeable. But also, 
in our age of uh, social distancing, Jesus is the one who touches the untouchable. Now, I think we take this for granted most of the time because we don't have to do what we're doing now. And so, you know, we, we hug and we shake hands and we don't have a problem doing that. I mean, our, our normal greeting time here at Hillside or, um, you know, at, our, at my church in the city of Epiphany, there's all sorts of interaction and people are real close to each other. And now all of this, there's a screen in between us. And so maybe for the first time we can feel a little bit, just a little bit of what it may have been like to be in someone like the leper's position back in that time where you're sort of isolated from everyone. And yet Jesus does something that would have been just absolutely extravagantly crazy to most people looking on. He touches the leper. He touches the untouchable. And you will see this all throughout Jesus' ministry. He's always reaching out and touching people that need healing. Jesus obviously, as God, can simply say the word people will be healed. But Jesus reaches out and touches. It's hard to imagine how significant this is to a leper. But there's a story that Philip Yancey tells from his old friend, Dr. Paul Brand, who uh, worked with lepers for many years. Dr. Brand was diagnosing and sort of helping to aid a, a young leprosy patient. And in the process, he reached over and just kind of tapped his shoulder, just tapped the young man's shoulder. And suddenly, the young man just began to, to sob. I mean, just muffled. I mean, sobbing. And he's not saying anything. And Dr. Paul Brand is wondering, like, did I say something wrong? What, what did I do? And so he asked the translator what, what he had done. And the woman said, the reason he's sobbing is because you're the first person to touch him in years. Jesus touches the untouchable. That's the kind of God you have yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And then finally, Jesus cleans the uncleanable. Jesus cleans the uncleanable. Now, we wouldn't necessarily pick it up at first from the text here primarily, uh, but he, he, um, what would happen? You just have to think about what would happen if someone touched a leper back then? Well, of course, uh, they would become unclean themselves. That's the nature of the disease. And yet this doesn't happen to Jesus. Instead, what, what happens when the unclean are touched by the clean Jesus is they catch what he's got instead. The unclean catch cleanliness and healing from Jesus. But this only happens to the leper and only happens to us with our sins and our infirmities and our diseases and all that afflict us in this life because indeed Jesus did become unclean for us one moment on the cross. The moment in which Christ called out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is the moment that Jesus takes all of our uncleanliness upon himself endures the wrath that it deserves and in exchange gives us his righteousness and declares us clean and healed in the sight of God. That is the kind of God we serve in our times where, frankly, there's a strong possibility that we're going to be more lonely for a while, at least for a little while. We're going to be, quote, socially distanced the way that the government and the news have talked about this. It seems that we're not close to being away from this yet. The good news for you and I 
is Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us because he's the one that in the midst of a time like this notices the unnoticeable. He's the one who touches the untouchable and he's the one who cleans the uncleanable. I'll leave you with a quote from one of my favorite, favorite pastors, a German pastor during World War II named Helmut Thielicke. He was speaking to his congregation, seeking to comfort them. And how do you comfort a congregation that is feeling so self-isolated as they did back then? Well, of course, you point to Christ. And so he said this, Jesus Christ did not remain at base headquarters in heaven, receiving reports of the world's suffering from below and shouting a few encouraging words to us from a safe distance. No, we, he left the headquarters and came down to us in the frontline trenches, right down to where we live and worry about what the, what the communists may do at that time for them, where we contend with our anxieties and the feeling of emptiness and futility, where we sin and suffer guilt, and where we must finally die. There is nothing that Christ does not endure with us. He understands everything. And with that, I wish you a good Friday and a great weekend. God bless you.